Welcome to the Live For More podcast with Chris Deinhart. Thank you for listening. Today I want to talk about my story. So it all started in third grade. I was at a spelling bee. I was in the spelling bee with my class and the teacher got to me. I was standing up. She asked me to spell the word attitude and I spelled it A-D-D-I-T-U-D-E, which is the absolute wrong way to spell attitude. And when I spelled it wrong, the class laughed at me. Even my best friend, he was sitting right next to me, he laughed at me. And that's where social anxiety started to blossom in me. So over the years, I had a lot of other experiences. It wasn't just this one experience, but I had a lot of experiences where I felt pain and embarrassment and different forms of suffering in social situations. Like I never knew what to say or what to do or what to think. And I'd meet new people and I'd forget their names immediately. And it blossomed into this big problem. And I did it, it bled over into my professional life, into my, my career, bled over into school. Every time I had to give a presentation, I was just terrified. And I didn't even want to go, I don't want to ask for directions from people. I didn't want to go talk to anybody. Like it was sometimes the only thing that I could do as far as socially was to order something from someone at the drive-thru, right? And how ridiculous is that? But during this, during this time, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I was creating anxiety in my own life without knowing it. And so it started to really affect things. I felt like my career was at a standstill because I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't confident. I'd sit in these meetings, these important meetings with all these ideas floating around and I'd just sit there silent. Like I was just too scared to give my idea. And then every once in a while I'd get the courage to tell my idea and it was completely ignored, completely glossed over. I just felt like nobody cared or nobody valued my opinion. And that really hurt. Like one of the worst feelings is when you finally put yourself out there, you finally get the courage to do something and then it totally gets shot down, right? I totally got shot shot down and I just felt like the world was against me in that area. Like I was just born to be an introvert and I'd never be able to connect with people, never be able to make an impact and influence them. And that's really what I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to be confident in meetings. I wanted people to listen. I wanted to be able to sit in important meetings and become an individual that people valued and wanted and valued their opinion. So that's, that's kind of where, where I was at. And eventually I hit this, I hit this opportunity. There were a couple of times I remember at the company I was working for, I had a couple opportunities to speak in public. It was kind of like my opportunity to reach that next level because everybody at the executive level had a lot of influence. They were good public speakers. They seemed to always know what to say and when to say it and how to say it. And I was given these opportunities and I totally chickened out, right? Like it was too scary. It was terrifying for me to try to do something like that. I couldn't just do it at the drop of a hat. So one day I figured out that, hey, if I, don't, if I don't try this, I'll never get good at it. If I don't study this, I'll never get good at it. 
The reason I'm so scared of it is, first of all, because I have no confidence, but second of all, because I don't know anything about it. I've got to go look for this stuff. I've got to go learn about this stuff. I've got to figure out how to get around this anxiety that I feel. And so I started to, I started to research. I started to look and I started to, you know, I, I thought that I was good in, in other areas of my life, but this one was just a skill I needed to develop. I needed to develop the skill of public speaking. And that was good and all. But then I went to a self-development event. And at this event, I discovered the real reason for why I wasn't being successful. It had nothing to do with my skill level because skills can always be learned. And I, you know, I needed to learn those things, of course. But it had nothing to do with my skill level. It had everything to do with the way I perceived myself, what I believed about myself, who I believed I was. That had more impact on my ability to succeed than my skill level ever did. Because even if I felt like my skill level was high, my fear would always succumb, my fear would always get me to not take the action I needed to take in order to push myself. So I created this plan. I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do as many public speaking events. And even if I suck at it, I am going to do my absolute best. And even if I suck at it, I'm just going to get better. I'll get better over time. I will figure out how to make this work so that I can get to the next level, so that I can be more influential, so that I can actually participate in the highest level meetings at this company. So I decided to do it. And I realized that I don't really know what to talk about. So I volunteered and of course the leaders at this meet, at this company decided like, yeah, sure, we'll let you speak. If you really want to do it and you're passionate about it, go for it. They didn't ask me for a topic or anything. But I was I started panicking cuz I didn't have a topic. Like I didn't know what to say. I don't I have no idea where to start. So I started thinking, okay, well, what what do I love? What do I love? Well, I love soccer. Okay, okay. Well, this is a sales event. Like these people are all salesmen. I'm t- I'm going to be talking to a bunch of salesmen. I'm trying to motivate them, but soccer is not going to really be that motivating. Maybe there's a story I could tell. I don't know. And I started asking like, okay, well, what's motivated me? Like what what really speaks to me? Well, I I really love movies. And, you know, my family, we can quote a lot of movies in our family. We always have these different quotes from different movies and so I can I already have those memorized. Maybe there's some movie quotes that would be motivating. I'm sure there's got to be something. Well, you know, I really love this speech from the movie Rocky and I know it's really famous. They probably heard it, but maybe they maybe they get value hearing it again. Oh, and I saw this YouTube video and I started memorizing the speech in it because it was incredible. So maybe I could use that. I felt like that was really motivating for me. Um, well, I have this other story where I felt kind of lost. It was at a time in my life when I felt kind of lost and I felt like my, my father was going to pass away. And But I was able to come out of the, that and I got a lot of confidence from that. So maybe, maybe I could put that in there. And I started to gather all these little things about my life and I started and put it, tried to put them into this speech. And I was like, I don't really know what the topic is, really. It's just like a bunch of things that motivated me. 
what do I call this? What is this? What is this about? I started. I started looking at the quotes that I had written down. You know, one was from a book. One was from a movie. I started looking at the experiences I had and started reading through them. And I said, okay, if there's an overall theme to all of these things, what do all these things have in common? Well, they all have this this thought of hope. This thing where you just you just never you never it's just about perseverance. You just you never give up. Boom. Never give up. That phrase also spoke to me and I was like, that is my topic. That's the topic. That's what I want to give to them. Never give up. So there's my topic. Awesome. So I started to work through this speech, started to work through it. And I realized like, I don't, I'm going to have to memorize this or something. Cause I don't know how to, I don't want, I don't want to stand there with a paper. I've never really been motivated by somebody that like stares at their paper the whole time. Powerful speeches are always given by people, someone that's making a connection with the audience. They're looking at the audience, right? So if I'm going to do that, I got to have all this stuff memorized. And I, I'm not great with memory. I can't even remember people's names. So what, what do I do? What do I do with this? So it's like, well, I have, a, I have a, like a 20, 25 minute commute on my way to work every morning. And on my way back, why don't I just jump in the car and immediately start talking? Just give my speech every time. So then I could get like two practices every day. I have about a month before this speech. You know, I've, I've been practicing this like 60 times. Like that's probably going to work. Hopefully I have everything memorized. I've got it organized. I don't want to read from a script. But if I'm going to do that in the car, I can't really read a script. So the script's not going to work. I just have a note card that I can glance at with different bullet points to help remind me. So maybe I'll write that down. So I started to start to figure out this way of rehearsing. Well, over time, I started, I rehearsed this thing a bunch of times and I realized that I'm just talking to the windshield. Like there's nobody, there's no real fear here because I'm in the safe spot. So what am I going to do? Because I'm going to have a real audience and I, I want to simulate what that's going to feel like. Well, so I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Uh, well, maybe I could just rehearse it with, to my wife. Like maybe I'll just have her sit down and say, Hey honey, I need to rehearse this thing. I'm really nervous about it. Like this is going to be awkward and weird, but I want you to give me some feedback. I'm going to try to pretend that there's lots of people in the room, but that just that trying to rehearse it in front of my wife really brought the fear out. I was terrified, but it brought the fear out and I, I was able to crush the fear because I rehearsed it a couple times in front of her. So then the day for this speech, for me to give this speech finally arrives and I show up and I'm, I'm about, I'm supposed to give a speech in the early afternoon. So I got to sit at this thing the whole, the whole time waiting for my speech. But what was crazy is I wasn't nervous. For the first time I could remember in my life, I was not nervous. Like here's a kid that suffered from social anxiety from t- for 20 years, 20 years. Like I couldn't even meet new people, let alone speak in front of hundreds. And I'm not nervous. It's the day of the event. I'm not nervous. Like why? Like what's going on? I'm not nervous. I'm confident. I'm excited. So then my time comes. And I take the stage and 
for whatever reason, I just feel like doing something high energy. So I just, I just come on and I say, check, 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 as loud as I can, right? And everybody starts cheering. I said, are you ready? And they yelled, yes. And then I, I launch into this speech. And I just start, it just starts to flow. I say things that I didn't rehearse at all. Things that just come to my head in the moment. Things that later, when I watched the recording, I was like, wow, that was brilliant. Where did that come from? I figured out that I just had started speaking from the heart. I started speaking about stuff that actually really mattered to me. I wasn't scared of being judged for what I was saying. I finally connected with the audience. I finally connected with people. I finally was able to self-express and give my opinion and for them to eat it up. They loved it. I got, I'm not just trying to pat myself on the back here. I got multiple comments about how that was one of the most amazing things these people had ever seen because they knew me for 20, I mean, they knew the social anxiety part of me and they never expected such a crazy result and transformation in me. It came as a huge shock. And for the first time in my life, I realized social anxiety isn't real. It's just something I made up in my head. Social anxiety was my excuse for giving into my fear. I realized that the more I defeated fear, the more fulfillment I would have in my life. The stronger I would become mentally. And I just remember thinking, I want this feeling to be there always. I always, I want to feel like this all the time. I want to feel like I'm not scared to do things anymore. Like, I don't care what the social construct is. I don't care if it's not acceptable socially to do something. If I feel like doing it, right, making sure it's, you know, legal. If I feel like doing it, I'm going to do it because I'm not scared. So that's my transformation story. I went from being totally paralyzed socially and fearful to the point that I would give up opportunity. And because of those fears, I would also, it was holding me back from getting the next level of fulfillment and the next level of life in my career, in my relationships. My social anxiety disappeared. I fought it and I defeated it. And I did things every single day to make sure that it never came back. So that's my story. I hope you can get something from that story. What's your hero's journey? What journey are you on? What's that one thing that if everybody knew it, this, that one thing that you know how to do, that if everybody knew it, 
their lives would transform. For me, this is that one thing. This is the thing that has launched me into a new era of my career and of my life and of my own business. So thank you for listening. This is the Live For More podcast with Chris Deinhart. It's been a pleasure.